Now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. to another episode of Stoned and Social. This is the podcast where we get stoned and we get social. I am Nat, your host, and with me today I have one of my favorite co-hosts, Angel. What's up, Angel? How you doing? Hey, doing great. Glad to be here. Excited to talk about weed and sex. Yeah. Happy to have you on. This is our whole month of love, so we're trying to do some different themes throughout the the whole month of love and stoner love because I think stoner love is a little bit different <laughs> than just the you know, straight vanilla love. Um, so no, we're gonna, sure. gonna dig into some of that today. But first, let me ask you, what are you stoned on this week? Ooh wee! So for my flower, I got some blueberry diesel by Equinox Gardens in Washington mm. State. Nice. Um, I love when they have the dominant terpene or a terpene profile on the actual packaging. I think it's wonderful because then people can actually take note of what they're smoking, what they like, and what they don't like. Um, and the dominant one in this is caryophylline. Fun fact. It's gassy, uplifting, and relaxed. Indica strain. Mm, that's a, I like how they described it. Yeah, me too. I also appreciate that because it's like a lot of people are pretty lost when it comes to shopping for weed so when they have like a pretty open map like that like this is what you're gonna feel then it's really helpful to people who are just getting into strains and what each strain and terpene does for you mm-hmm. i love it i and appreciate it my shop does a little thing where they put little like they have a little uh key of different symbols for each strain where you can get a little pamphlet and see like okay this one's uplifting this one's good for anxiety this one's good for insomnia and oh, so that's helpful I like those little symbols too, because otherwise I'm just like, what? What's the cheapest, and what doesn't sm- <laughs> smell? Yeah. Because you know me, I don't like those. I don't like those funky smelling flowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel that. That is, yeah, yeah. Even before I was working in a dispensary, that was usually like, this is the amount of money I have. What's the bang for the buck? I just want to get really stony. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's my criteria. And then yeah. to learn learn about like the medicinal aspects of it all has been like mm-hmm. mind blowing. I said, there's so much more to weed than I thought mm-hmm. originally. That's for damn sure. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm puffing away on my new Vessel device. For those who don't know, oh my god, Vessel makes these amazing vape pens and and cartridges, but I just love their pens because they look like futuristic little oh, little cute. devices. Yeah. And so I've got their compass device and I'm puffing away on some just keeping it classic with some 3 chi um, pineapple express delta 8 have been trying to reduce my delta eight use but ah it's so hard because this one tastes so good so so good is it fruity tasty it is it's got those amazing citrus terps hanging out in the back that that help make it a pleasant a pleasant puff each time Ooh, that sounds like a great old time yeah so this week we're going to be talking about as angel revealed weed and sex because as we know endocannabinoids do play a role in sexual function however i think with the cannabinoid receptor mapped to several brain areas which we did discuss a couple episodes ago these are also involved in sexual function and i did see a study that did a cross-sectional study that was in sexual medicine that both cannabinoids and endocannabinoids interact with hormones and neurotransmitters and that helps mediate sexual behavior so we're going to take a look at what evidence exists on the relationship between sexual function and marijuana use because I think I was most intrigued to find out that the drug may have disparate sexual effects in men compared to women. So uh, I think we both have probably had weed sex at some point. Mm-hmm. Um 
so let's talk about let's talk about weed as a as an aphrodisiac because this could be a new reason for you to swing by your neighborhood cannabis dispensary also v-day if that's your thing you might this might be good for you Mm -hmm. it's a good time so did you want to yeah yeah i'm just i'm just gonna jump right into it um okay cool I saw a survey that involved a little over a thousand women and they had discovered that two thirds of the participants were actually using cannabis products. And of these more than one third claimed that they had used it for genealogical related complications. Mm -hmm. But I found a place called project CBD and we have both talked about, we've big up the benefits of CBD so many times. Oh yes. This this definitely has a positive effect on sexual health. It remedies pain and anxiety, which is a very common barrier for really satisfying sexual experiences for both men and women. And I don't know about you, but like fucking smoking weed calms me down before sex. Like it mm-hmm. really helps. Yeah, absolutely. It really helps me get into my body, kind of like slow down the mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Becomes more like a meditative experience as opposed to um an unpleasant one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it just chills everything out. And I know right now for cannabis the commercialization has really pushed forward all of these hemp derived products and CBDs and all of these THC based sexual enhancement things like pills and topicals. There's lubricants and orgasm enhancers like Uncle Bud's C B D lubricant. Um there's anal lube that it has hemp in it. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of these you really need to check but you shouldn't use them with condoms because they may break down the condoms so whatever whatever thc cbd uh hemp based sort of sexual enhancer you're using read it carefully make sure that you can use the right contraceptives with them um and Mm -hmm. make sure it's legal where you're at because there's some things i like but i can't get because we're not technically legal for sales like that here oh interesting even not through medical through medical yeah but they don't um, have those things for medical they're not we're not that fancy we have um, we have some flour and sometimes some pills and very few edibles and that's that's kind of it so we're limited i know i know but but this use of cannabis for like really good sex it didn't start with you know the recent legalization or anything like that it dates all the way back to ancient india and china and europe mm-hmm. And I know that scientists are still trying to answer this fundamental question. Can cannabis and their compounds be used as an aphrodisiac or just to enhance sex? So what did you find out about this, Angel? Yeah, it was actually really interesting going into the history of sex and cannabis. Um, And so the earliest record of them using cannabis with sexual stimulation is in the early civilizations of the Sumerians who lived in the Mesopotamia area from 3100 BC to the fall of Babylon in 539 BC. Um, There was multiple like pictures and relics and other things found of them like consuming. (laughs) They had like a picture (laughs) of someone in um, inserting themselves from the rear while a woman was sipping on a cup with a straw and some of the speculation around it was like, Oh, is this, this cannabis drink that they were speculated to have used around that same era? Um, and I'm like, damn, I'll be sipping on some cannabis tonic while you're taking it in the back too, man. Like what a combo. (laughs) I do love how, I just love that. Like, they were freaks. I love that back right? in the day, we can always find that. Oh, they were freaks. They were freaks mm-hmm. back then. Right? <laughs> they were not shy with the sex. If, especially if they're like putting it on their walls and hieroglyphs yeah. and pictures and stuff. I was like, okay. <laughs> right? Here's the original uh, uh, stone workings of porn. Here you guys go. <laughs> 
but it's been interesting because also with the, the discovery of all these um, different relics and plaques, whatever, they portray this idea that a lot of the nomadic cultures within Mesopotamia at the time used herbs that had hallucinogenic and other altering pop- properties, mm-hmm. including a, dry, a drink spiked with cannabis and a phaedra, which is a shrub plant, but was also known to have like hazy hallucinogenic properties <laughs> like y'all were like fuck we have nothing else to do let's get high <laughs> and have what tons of have sex to yeah, to oh. you're either building your fucking city really or you're, or you're you're fucking tired so like yeah might as well get get into that perp drink wow right they had literally wow. their own little perp drink <laughs> And then in Egypt, there was uh, there were some discoveries that have shown women using cannabis and honey rubbed inside of the vagina for menstrual cramps and childbirth, as well as hemp mm. seeds making men fertile, which was really interesting. Mm. And why did, um, why did they like put honey everywhere like that back in the day? Right. They well, were honey, real quick to put honey everywhere. That now. is so true. But honestly, it's super medicinal, antibacterial, antimicrobial, antiviral. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they knew what they were like. Were they praying to the gods, and the gods were like, "The medicine of the earth is honey." And we're like, honey, "Yes, honey yeah. and weed and sex. <laughs> that is my medications for you. Now go and reproduce, children." That's okay. I'm okay with that god. <clears throat> Truly. Okay, this is this is kind of the funniest thing that I kind of came up against when I'm in my history <laughs> research was that the Romans used to worship an erect penis god called Priapus. <laughs> and in this religion, the men were purified by consuming something called satyrcon, a mixture of cannabis, alcohol, ivy, and snake venom. <laughs> oh, that's that perp drink. I'm sorry. That, that's right. That perp drink. Right. This <laughs> the perp drink that's for the gods. <laughs> and then, the world. yeah, isn't it? It, it gets crazier. Don't worry. <laughs> and so when they were uh, tripping off of this drink that they had consumed, the hands of the men and the feet of the men are bound by the by a priest who then inserts a dildo <laughs> also covered in this mixture and sure. <laughs> rectally guess sure. put that sure, together all right <laughs> and the volunteers enjoy an intoxicating high and an erection and then some priest will then recite an oracle while using the dildo to bring the men to climax and i was uh, like what imagine i'm asking for a friend yeah they worship priapus they're they were the romans <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is so freaky. freaky so wow. freaky imagine being at that congregation in a meeting imagine, like, imagine bringing a friend to that being like you gotta come to this no no it's cool it's chill you gotta try it out it's one time and you get there and they're like okay so it's weird enough we drank all this weird shit and we've been you know praying to this dildo but now we're gonna insert it rectally and your, and your friend being like oh oh hell no like i didn't oh, wait no. i just came to pray i didn't realize we were gonna be taking it um <laughs> That's a lot. That's a that's a that's a service for sure. That is a service for <laughs> <laughs> the purest form of that word. <laughs> then I'm just like these. Uh, just okay. This is where my brain went. Romans, <laughs> Roman Catholics, mm-hmm. priests. Mm-hmm. You know, you could finish the rest, and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. like this is kind of how it all like really began? It's like this deep, yeah, insertion yeah. pun intended yeah. also, <laughs> into the like, culture. They they were the thing is they had no shame back in the day because they were because they were I don't know if it's because this is my theory I don't know if it's because they they were just getting into religion just structuring it, but for a while in the beginning they were just like yeah you want to do is cool and and throw a god's name on it yeah titties ass it doesn't matter rectal honey covered dildos go for it it's for the gods and now we're so we're so pr- 
prudish. We would never, we could never have a religion like this now. Yeah, I, I absolutely. <laughs> for, several for, for so many reasons. <laughs> so I looked up the religion of, of it and it, there was something called the St. Priapus Church, I guess. And when you looked up which religion, I looked up which religion worship <laughs> Priapus, it goes mm-hmm. Greek religion. That's the main like answer is Greek religion. Greek. But then it goes to say that there's a whole ass church, the Temple wow. of Priapus. Do they still, is it still erect? Um, Oh, uh, yeah, we can. There's a, there's 13 year olds still inside of us. We are easily amused. Absolutely, um, that is not a lie. <laughs> this is this is this is going to be somewhere dumb like California or somewhere like this is somewhere where they could still get away with having a weird ass church named after this. Like seriously. Oh, and get this, it was founded in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh. Okay. Just throwing this out there. It is Wikipedia. But <laughs> does also notate that it has a following of mainly homosexual men. Mm-hmm. And that it's primarily in Canada and United States. Interesting. Okay. So oh, people and still y- to that. Yeah, and Priapus is a Greek god. That's the connection. Yeah, okay. that's the fertility of like of like vegetables and shit as well. I believe. Oh. Um, what else did you learn? Did you, did you stumble upon the uh, the tantra? I know that's a big thing. Oh yeah, tantra. So that was interesting because they would use it sometimes smoking, but sometimes actually not as smoking, but just having it as burning like incense in the room Mm -hmm. while they were um, doing other like mantras and spells to ward off evil. And they said that it would brought them (laughs) to like a different plane of consciousness, which I mean, (laughs) you take a tea break for a while, then smoke some weed. And I'm sure you think you're on a different plane of consciousness too, baby boo. Especially add an orgasm inside. So I was like, damn, I'm I'm there in the tantra. I see you, especially with the mantras and spells. When I orgasm, I do all that spell work. So I'm saying all that love and light and all the manifestations. So I was like, that's so cool. Like that that is such an old um practice for people. Yeah. And then uh, also the Vikings would use cannabis seeds in rituals honoring Freya, the goddess of love, and believed cannabis had love generating powers. That was really interesting too. And I was like, and that there were even, sorry? I said, oh shit, the Vikings even were in cannabis seeds. Right? And they found a lot of women buried with cannabis seeds and they think it's also has to do with this connection to Freya and honoring the love and generating love. And I was like, that's so sweet. Bury me with some freaking cannabis seeds. Bury me with some perp. Yeah, we just want that concoction. Just pour it over us, <laughs> and then, like millions of years later, it'd be like this substance has preserved their body. <laughs> Why is there snake venom in it? <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. Oh, and then, kind of the last big shocking piece of information that I found was that in Uganda. According to a study by Kamatanesi Mukisha and Oriam Origa, published the study in African Health Studies in March 2005, they had found that Ugandans were using cannabis as a remedy for erectile dysfunction for centuries, which is so interesting because I'd come also across a couple of studies about mm-hmm. um, it causing erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. in men. Mm-hmm. And then I think that, that this is kind of the disparity in information right now when it comes mm-hmm. to sexual wellness and cannabis because there's there hasn't been a lot of studies and like even some of these studies I found are like mostly just tested on animals yeah. not even humans and all of our complex complexities within ourselves so it's like I don't know it's like we're just biting off the tip of the iceberg I feel and since we're also talking about using the psychoactive cannabinoid THC 
for sexual wellness. We also want to throw in the CBD for people who haven't heard mm-hmm. us talk about CBD in the past. Um, CBD is great for anti-anxiety as well. Um, CBD is not, it's also cannabidol. And it's not psychoactive. And mm-hmm. so if you want to experience sexual wellness with c- cannabis of some sort, then uh, without the psychoactive tendencies, then a can of CBD would be definitely the one. And then you get pain relief as well, has really great mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory benefits. And if you get too high on the THC, it also can manage your high or even yep. balancing THC and CBD can provide such a beautiful effect on the body, mind and soul. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of balancing both can be really an interesting experiencing and finding kind of what your sweet spot is, is a mm-hmm. fun experience yeah absolutely and we've we've mentioned this before as a just a little asterisk here if you are ever too stoned it doesn't matter if it's you know during sex or not mm-hmm. you can always have soda something with sugar and it will help counteract mm-hmm. the thc it takes about 25 to 35 minutes to kick in but it will at least help you to start settle down also eating will help as well if you feel like you're mm-hmm. too stoned and you're able to eat and black pepper because wow. there's something about the terpene black pepper yep. that brings us down <laughs> yeah same thing same thing yeah that's um, wow that's some interesting I mean, I, I knew that I knew, I knew like two of those things that you shared. Um, Mm. I knew the Egyptians were getting crazy and I didn't know there were people who were buried with cannabis, but I didn't know anything else. It's so weird that they've had it so closely related to sexual practices uh, and Mm -hmm. we're we're still doing it right now. Mm -hmm. I found out that uh, through the Journal of Sexual Medicine, that researchers took a look at the relationship between weed and sexual frequency and they actually saw that based on the results of the survey um, after some adjustments that male and female uh, weed users had more monthly and daily sex compared to those who never used and Mm -hmm. they noted that there was a trend sort of indicating that higher levels of marijuana was linked (laughs) duh to increased uh sex frequency and they really (laughs) said that they concluded that marijuana use uh if you use it independently that this is associated with increased sexual frequency and doesn't appear to really impair sexual function and Mm. let's talk a little bit about our own personal um cannabis usage with our sexual regimen and if we're using it and how often and what our own experience will yeah. Do you want uh, to yeah, start? I will go first. I love, okay. I love that you were like, yeah, care, bitch, go ahead. Yeah. I love to hear about other people having sex. I will, I will second what the study has said. The more high or, yeah, the more high I am, the more horny I am. That's just... Mm-hmm. I, I think Same. that's that's twofold. We're we're like we're gonna go into it deeper, but like it's obviously a like a mental thing and a body thing. I feel more relaxed and a bunch of other dominoes seem to fall um in that direction. And so for mm-hmm. me, um I don't I haven't I haven't purposely gone, I'm gonna get stoned so I can have sex, but I have seen the correlation between getting stoned and then being like, Oh, I'm ready to get down <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's nothing that's changed except i've just gotten really really fucking stoned um Mm -hmm. i do advocate hard for a lot of the cbd products for inflammation but also for creams and lubes and things like that as well so i do use those regularly anything with cbd um that is a sexual enhancer that i like which i'll share as well Mm -hmm. um i've used so that's something i do go out of my way to use what about you yeah so i (laughs) love weed in all its forms and all i wish you guys could see her face right now she looks like she's (laughs) talking about her true love she was like i love it she went to a whole different place (laughs) it brings me to a whole different place honestly like i love her so much (laughs) she is my bitch my main one Mm -hmm. and i like i was just like fondly reminiscing all the times i've like (laughs) i Love to smoke before. I love to stop and take a little puff and then keep going. I love to end it with like a, a nice joint or dab. You're right. Um, it's like a meal. Like sex is just kind of like this added 
it's like the beautiful drink you're drinking but alongside you're having all these like mini meals <laughs> so it's like yeah, I, I need some notes <laughs> and then also <laughs> i have used a cannabis based with cbd and thc lubricants um as well mm-hmm. as made my own with RSO oil, mixing like a coconut oil and an RSO oil together is my jam. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you get like the nice anti-inflammatory and soothing effects as well as mm-hmm. as well as its ability to I don't like I haven't experienced high personally, but I have had people who especially if they do the rso um coconut oil mixture it acts kind of like mm-hmm. a suppository in some ways and has sure. gotten people like nicely buzzed or high but i, I had to eat a lot of edibles to get like <laughs> stone stones i'm like yeah. i am really big on um just using it i just love the the physical stimulation mm-hmm. of it you know it's kind of like a warming sensation mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that that is, yeah, the main ways that I use marijuana. That's pretty cool. I like that. And I feel like we, we, we have a little bit of a duty and also we have a a perspective, a firsthand perspective. We're going to get into how cannabis can affect sex drive or Mm -hmm. other areas for women specifically, because there's been a lot of theories that have been put forward. And one of the ones that was most interesting to me was that the human body produces endocannabinoids naturally, as we said, ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a study that suggested um, a 2-AG endocannabinoid is released throughout your body after orgasm. And that's that's a clear mm-hmm. indication that cannabinoids, like the ones existing naturally in the cannabis plant, already mm-hmm. play a super significant role during sex. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as we saw with the, with the arousal and the frequency with what I shared from the other study, um, that has shown that it absolutely helps us get in the mood for it. But in some studies, it's been seen to activate the brain part associated with sexual arousal. And so they're developing a theory right now that cannabis can be beneficial to people with a low sex drive. And so mm. I'm excited about that. So Angel, start us off. Tell us um, tell us one of the ways that cannabis may benefit a woman's specifically sexual health. You mentioned, I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but we'll dig into it. Yeah, absolutely. So for many women, they experience pain before, during, or after sex. It's a mm-hmm. condition known as dyspareunia. Um, painful sex not only affects sexual your <laughs> sexual enjoyment and desire, of course, but it also mm-hmm. actually can impact relationships and overall quality of life, which nobody wants. Everyone wants to have the highest quality of life as possible, yeah. and that's what we want marijuana to give people. If, it, if, if at any point, and me and Nat are super big advocates for this, if at any point it disagrees with your body, your chemistry, your circumstance, your environment, please stop because Mm -hmm. it is always good to have your body as the first compass and not the marijuana or your want or desire for marijuana to be the compass. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of sexual discomfort can come from a lack of lubrication, inflammation, Mm -hmm. or infection, which the beautiful thing about marijuana is that it can touch on all of these kind of root causes and and symptoms of whatever's happening within your body. And it also can help with psychological issues like anxiety and depression and also lead, um, but can lead to a low level of arousal, which may result in pain or discomfort during intercourse. Mm -hmm. So that's really important to be aware of especially with the mental health situation and aspect of it as well and um we do touch i think later you're going to touch on like deeper on how the anti-anxiety how it reduces anxiety is kind of a magic of of the cannabis plant in general of having um an experience with it so that's really nice to know that there is kind of that um and if respite. You have a, 
if you have a partner who suffers with anxiety or depression, even though you may not know it, even though they might not share it, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be a partner, someone you're being sexual with, mm-hmm. you should take into account that these these uh, psychological conditions do have physical effects. And so that's why they may have a low level of arousal is due to anxiety or depression or both if they suffer from that. It absolutely Mm -hmm. affects these areas of your life. So don't necessarily take someone who has anxiety or depression don't think that you know every time you want to go they're good to go because they might not be and they might not just Mm -hmm. be sharing that with you and so it's good that weed helps kind of uh reduce those symptoms so that they can get more into the now space i think is Mm -hmm. important absolutely get into your body more definitely and specifically with the cannabinoids cbd and thc they have an anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory properties which Mm -hmm. we always love everyone could use some anti-inflammatory properties at this point in time that may aid in reducing pain during sex and there have been numerous studies that also show that there is a potential benefit of using cbd for psychological issues such as anxiety and stress and depression Mm -hmm. and then you can also enjoy the benefits of cannabis by taking it sublingually like in a tincture placing it under the tongue and holding the holding it there and then you can also consider something like a cbd infused bath mm-hmm. as well which has been i love mm-hmm. cbd baths i always ha- keep on deck bath bombs and bath yep. salts of all Same. sorts Same. <laughs> i have a little i have a little kit that i make my that i make my partner roll to the tub when i want it it's got like it's like a little cart that has and like literally the bottom shelf is just cbd bomb cbd salt cbd oils for the bath that i love Ooh, that sounds wonderful sounds like a dream so i know that we talked about at some point um thc and cbd helping with sleep Mm -hmm. how how does that kind of correlate with the sexual wellness aspect of it all sure sleep deprivation as we all know this is just another factor that's going to interfere not only with your sex life but also your general well-being mm-hmm. i say as someone who does not often get as much sleep as i hope i <laughs> i mm-hmm. want and over the years have seen sleep affect so many areas in my life as a chronic insomnia person mm-hmm. and it's one of the benefits I find from weed is that it helps me sleep because as I said, it helps me relax. Now Mm -hmm. experts really believe that the cannabis compounds like CBD, et cetera, this can help remedy sleep sleeplessness by Mm -hmm. addressing factors. If you have, again, that pain, um, if you have pain from injuries or anything like that, anxiety and stress, this is going to be a huge Mm -hmm. help because I can tell you when I was in pain, (laughs) when Mm -hmm. I was anxious about the pain that I had and when Mm -hmm. I was stressed about when I was going to get better and just the pain in general, sex Mm -hmm. was the last thing on my mind. And CBD has been the only thing I found that consistently helps me feel like I am fully functioning and well-being. And Mm -hmm. this is why I like that the studies also have indicated that THC may help induce sleep because I know not for everyone if they get stoned, they'll they'll get sleepy. But for me, I know a certain point, I know a certain milligrams and a certain mm-hmm. strain that I'll be I'll be out. So like mm-hmm. I'm aware of that, but I didn't know that going into it. I had discovered that on my own. And so <laughs> if you're getting enough sleep, you're gonna be more available to possibly think about and feel the mental space to think about sex and sexual things. And mm-hmm. you can use THC or or CBD to help you correct any sleep issues that you're that you're experiencing. It's not a catch-all. It won't immediately solve it. You can take CBD mm-hmm. for a month and still feel like you have insomnia. There will be other things you need to do. Definitely decrease the stress in your life. Figure out where your anxiety comes from. And yeah. for me, cannabis is just really boop 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 it's just knocked all of those things out it's helped with the pain i rarely am anxious like i used to be anymore and i'm certainly not stressed like i used to be anymore and that's because my friend mary jane got my back and so all of this will increase your sexual life i promise you i tell you as someone who knows that i promise you it will yeah it will absolutely you just got to find your level uh Mm -hmm. what about 
what about the women who are experiencing menopause? I know that's a thing for some people. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is something kind of all women, I think, dread on some level. Hitting menopause and having no relief or respite from the symptoms like the hot flashes and mood swings and pain, insomnia, and so many other things that are associated with menopause because your body's just going fucking nuts. It's like, dude. I watched my mom do this and I was like, oh, I was like, no, why? Right? All of this, everything. Like, it was so funny. She would just like break out in a mad sweat out of nowhere she'd just be like whoo and she'd be like and i'm like what's i mean like what's happening she's like this is gonna happen to you too and i'm like oh shit oh man (laughs) man i am not looking forward to that either i was like upon you know having to bleed every month like we have to put this on us now too like i don't understand I I wish it could just be a little off button where you could just go in and be like, I'm ready for my menopause pill now. Right. Like, take it for a week and be done. Right. Literally. Also, man, I mean, we have time. We have time. (laughs) When when does menopause usually hit women? Um, I believe, like, typically in their 50s is typical. But you can experience, like, perimenopause or premenopause in your 40s. Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) always something to look forward to (laughs) it used to be birthdays now it's menopause (laughs) it keeps on giving yes absolutely and um during perimenopause um the first stage of menopause the body experiences small small little changes like low estrogen um, and according to experts, estrogen re- regulates the fatty acid hydrolase enzyme, which is responsible for breaking down the endocannabinoids that we have in our body. Yeah. Hence the link between endocannabinoid system, menopause, and cannabis. Organs of bud tender, there were quite a few women who just came for edibles that they would just like put in, like cut in one 10 milligram edible in fours just for relief for their pen- menopause. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, lady, I wish, I wish I could do that. Like, yeah. I hope I'm that like, brings me that relief when I'm that age. Some math in my head. I'm like, I'm not good at math, but you're talking about 2.333? Like, what? <laughs> right you only hit the psychoactive threshold at two milligrams so it's like (laughs) you were just barely over so i'm like oh lordy i'm gonna start praying now and just start manifesting be like please let me have that kind of relief with a quarter of an edible (laughs) it needs some honey on it right that's for damn sure So definitely this can imply that high estrogen levels equal also high endocannabinoid levels, which can make sense because some studies even link early menopause symptoms to an endocannabinoid deficiency. That's super interesting because... That ain't going to be me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They'd be like... Oh man, you got a little too many. You gotta access. <laughs> you gotta access to those endos. Right. Like, what you been doing the last ten years? Right. Um, like, would you like to donate okay. some to some of my, our lesser fortunate patients? <laughs> yes, take them, honey. Then uh, it causes my tolerance to be higher. That's what I'm searching for. <laughs> <laughs> And according to anecdotal evidence, estrogen may use endocannabinoids to regulate psychological responses. And this could also be the reason why most women experience mood imbalance during menopause when estrogen levels are low. You sad, baby? Go have some little puff puff and you'll be fine. (laughs) I hope that by the time we make it to menopause, that this is what the doctors are prescribing. They're like, "Mm, let us give you some weed because you are menopausing. Right? Yeah. Hook me up. Same. I wonder if that's going to be considered a medical condition as it seems now, if you can get weed for menopause. Because that is that would be awesome and i'm sure people experiencing this would agree with that as well yeah i agree even in like an easy to take capsule for people who think smoking or ingesting in any other ways 
more scary. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not prescribed by a doctor. Like, yeah, we definitely need more docs out there being like, yes, cannabis for you and you and you. <laughs> I'm down with that. So have you done any looking into like orgasms and cannabis and how those kind of work in synchronicity? Oh, you know I did. You know. Oh yeah, I girl. Did. It was kind of rhetorical, but you know, yeah. come with the facts, baby girl. <laughs> I had to check out what it's doing for that big O, and obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is we're gonna start sounding like we're repeating ourselves, but seriously, people who used marijuana frequently had two times higher rate of satisfactory orgasms compared mm-hmm. to people who didn't That's use right. weed that much, and right. um. This said that uh, it was it was after adjusting for race and age and that the results kind of held regardless of whether marijuana was used before sex or not. And so I really liked that what I read is that they had basically said that, you know, the effects of marijuana on women, it's it's going to be influenced by multiple mechanisms, which we've shared some of them, you know. For instance, weed is the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis. I know that was a big, big SAP word there. Sounded hot. (laughs) Woo, thank you. This is what regulates your sex hormones and how they interact with each other. And so those cannabinoid uh, receptors in your brain and other places that are going to control what hormones hormones get released and all that oxy uh that we like to have inside of the natural kind (laughs) Um, right this contributes to having a really normal kind of very good functioning um sexual experience in a lot of ways that we we don't even know yet and so right now the question of how marijuana leads to these positive changes in sexual functions it's unknown because like angel said you you may be taking 2.3333 milligrams i may be taking 20 angel mm-hmm. may be taking much more than that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really unknown because each of us are going to have different faucets. We don't know how stressed we are. We don't know how anxious. We don't know what levels of depression, all these other things, what pain we're experiencing. And so it is going to rely on a few different things. And so the the main thing that I see in the studies and that I saw while researching this is everyone's trying to figure out how to lower stress and anxiety. Because when you have less stress and anxiety just in general in life, everything's better. Mm-hmm. Your life's better, your friends, your work, your self-esteem, all of that food tastes better. And guess, guess what? Sex will be fucking mm-hmm. better. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I like that we think about it in this way, you know, it's, I feel like for for weed and sex, um, because we kind of make time feel slow, the the temporal mm-hmm. perception of time and the prolong of feelings that you're feeling while you're aroused, all these pleasuring sensations, I feel like that really helps with this. It mm-hmm. it helps because it, it lowers those sexual inhibitions that we sometimes have. It increases your confidence. It I'm sure I'm not the only one who's decided while I'm on weed and doing something freaky where I'm like, you know what, let's add a little bit of something else to it It, you Mm -hmm. you might be open to to new experiences and experiment and Mm -hmm. when you think about weed heightening literally all of our senses you know touch smell sight taste and hearing then it's not hard to understand why the regular female cannabis user reported having all of these heightened sensations um during and before sex because that physical closeness and just you're being more perceptive with your senses and i like different plane of consciousness Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for for the one of the studies that i i felt was the most comprehensive it really got into the nitty-gritty with some stats that i'm not going to throw at you but one Mm -hmm. that stuck out to me was that for each additional step of cannabis use intensity that means how many times you use weed per week Mm-hmm. One report specifically said that the odds of females who were reporting sexual dysfunction declined by over 20%. And so mm. in that alone, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, Powerful. I, I like that. And it, it's just common sense. You don't need to really believe in this stuff so much as just try it. Just fucking try it and see mm-hmm. see what happens. Now, I did stumble upon some funny stuff about dudes and cannabis and sex uh lay it on me because i i've read some things like you mentioned where it might not be good for 
the erections and other things. But what did you find out about cannabis and men and their orgasms and sex and all of that with weed? Yeah. So I found some different interesting things. Um, one of them being that in ancient Egypt, it was discovered that men had used hemp seeds to increase fertility. And then I thought that was kind of interesting because then I was like, but then why is why are other people saying that cannabis causes um, infertility or, you know, lower sperm counts, lower motility, even like morphed sperm, <laughs> which mm. is really interesting. Um, and so... But then it's like when you also think about it as a whole plant and really understanding that um, just like certain there are certain plants and flowers where you like the flower is edible and medicinal, mm -hmm. but then the stem is poisonous or vice oh, versa. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like that, that I think that's kind of what certain parts of the plant may be like not necessarily poisonous but just used for different things mm -hmm. and so it's really the fact that the hemp seed itself um has a bunch of vitamins high omega-3 fatty acids iron zinc and vitamin e which um, is also linked to higher increased fertility which would make mm. sense why the seeds itself has that effect on people who are ingesting them um but then you have the like the actual THC and compound the cannabinoid inside of the actual flower that you're ingesting and then I believe it's the fact that sperm have endocannabinoid or not an endocannabinoid have cannabinoid receptors <laughs> mm -hmm. on oh, okay. them so what? then it can be disrupted yeah sperm have <laughs> cannabinoid systems receptors on them so that's why cannabis can disrupt them and cause the morphing and the motility and it causes them to be slower to squirm and things like that Slo slower to implant <laughs> i was like that is so interesting literally mm -hmm. the little sperm get high and they're like i, I can't do this shit i'm sorry <laughs> They're like, man, where's the fridge? I'm hungry. <laughs> um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But also, um, it was okay. so this the study that I was reading from was like from Denver Urology. They were the ones who were talking about cannabinoid receptors on the sperm and why they um, disrupt them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But it was also shown that it disrupts the ability to uh, create a luteinizing hormone, which also aids in creation of testosterone, which also aids in fertility, um, which is also why I think that myth about lowering testosterone mm -hmm. and like causing man boobs or something higher estrogen which i do get the estrogen because it's like female plant and like mm -hmm. you're gonna get some female hormone but not enough to like hold on create boobs that's a genetic thing i'm pretty sure like mm -hmm. i don't think it has to do with what you're smoking necessarily but i thought that was pretty interesting as well and then i also found it really interesting because there's so much there's like a lot of research going one way but then you have like this kind of outlier that's a study from teach chan school of public health and from harvard mm -hmm. that was done in 2019 that then claims it increases sperm concentration mm -hmm. but I then i'm like one of my speculations was like maybe it's like a terpene thing like just mm -hmm. how like are you are they smoking indica or sativa like yeah, are, they, yeah. are they is it limonene or linalol like is it causing the sperm could it if it's causing the sperm to be sluggish can it then could you find a terpene profile that made them faster like mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's just not enough research because of all this legal red tape around it and no. testing yeah. and it's like man i can't wait for just federal legalization so that we can really look into these things and like use them as pliable options for medicine yeah yeah that's and it's so weird because that's what i mean when i was looking up things as well i kind of was getting contradictory information where mm -hmm. it was like okay it does or it doesn't but right at least for me i'm sure people have heard about whiskey dick as as a thing mm -hmm. i've also heard weed dick as a thing so mm -hmm. 
I wonder if this also, and maybe they're just not looking at it the same way they're looking at the women that they mm-hmm. were testing. I wonder if it's a mental thing. I wonder if there's something right. happening to to men when they're using cannabis and using sex where maybe it doesn't mesh so well for some, but it does for others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because then I also saw studies that were like, so it, there, it, it almost seemed like there were some certain studies that were like almost demonizing it for men and then certain studies that were like, yeah, but like men really enjoys it's like it also enhances yeah. orgasm and experience and sentences and all that beautiful stuff. So hmm. it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's so weird how it works. And I do think I do think a large part of it is going to be um, it, it's going to be different for everyone. Some people mm-hmm. are going to it's going to be very good. But also, I feel like the relaxing stuff is is the main thing because we we talked mm-hmm. about how it reduces anxiety and we we've touched on in several episodes about the the CB1 uh, cannabinoid receptor that's uh, found uh, to help, you know, it's a neurotransmitter that helps play all this amazing roles in our body for sexual function Mm -hmm. and tell us about how this helps with your senses when you're when you're using your senses in this way yeah absolutely so the cb1 receptor in your endocannabinoid system is primarily linked to the processes that happen in your brain which also help control things like mood and senses and motor control pain regulation and memory processing which we have mentioned in previous episodes and how certain terpene profiles can enhance those specific things and help them very a lot (laughs) sorry stoney's kicking in um and this is also why music and art and media and cuddles and hugs and all the beautiful things aromatherapy and food hit different when you're high and all feel super enhanced and beautiful um it's all these synapses going and it's just firing just for your enjoyment um and you can mix different types of combinations of all of these sensory experiences to really enhance your sexual experience too. So like mixing food with pleasure, with touch, with arts and all these music, aromatherapy, it can be a really cool experience. Um, make a new playlist with some vibes, make a meal together, so many things to increase the intimacy around your sexual experience, which can then ultimately lead to a better orgasm and, and climax. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing what things can be done with some some weeds. And then some good strains that are good for sex is XJ13, which is SexJ13. That was a common one. <laughs> All the old men was like, this is way better than a little blue pill. Mm. Um, the Bubba Kush and Trainwreck and some CBD-based strains, Canatonic and um, Harlequin are really awesome options for oh, oh. the get downtime. And the CBD strains that um, I saw you had added were catatonic, which I love canatonic, Mm -hmm. um, which is, what is that, MK Ultra crossed with G13 Haze? Yes, it sure is. And then on the Harlequin. Harlequin. Yeah, tell us about that one. You have the land races, the land race chains, which are so pure and beautiful. The Swiss Sativa, Nepalian Indica, Thai Sativa, and Columbia Gold magic that's kind of i love that you can that there are specific strains that are good for this and Mm -hmm. we we did talk a little bit about some some other products you could use like the like the cbd suppository um they're online i've never taken a suppository i've not been that interested i don't want to get high that quick i'm okay um there's also um as we said the massage oil there's um, intimacy oil, there's lube, there's, there's so many things that you can use. And, you know, as we've shared, cannabis can really offer a myriad of benefits when it comes to sexual wellness and even wellness in general. And apart from just increasing the sexual desire, it seems that cannabis may be used in all of these products that we share in all of these different ways, and especially to reduce pain and the psychological issues that we touched on, anxiety, depression, these are both libido killers. And so if you can curb that with cannabis, that should give you another reason to try it. Because unlike those pharmaceuticals, these have been shown to not be habit forming. They don't have any severe mm-hmm. side effects. And it's all about how you're using it. And I do think that, you know, just go out there and be an official, like, THC or CBD test dummy for this for these sexual things that you are yeah. interested in 
Because, like, I mean, now's the time. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> no better time than the present. That's for damn sure. Do you actually know what time it is? Yes, it's I do. The munchie of the We we decided we were just gonna discuss um, a munchie, a go to munchie after sex. Do you have mm-hmm. a go to munchie after sex? Yeah, um, I even have a munchie during sex. So I love <laughs> using dairy free. Um, it's like coconut whipped cream from <laughs> Ready Whip or some shit. I can't remember. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, and a good frosting also or chocolate syrup also delicious and then if you want to add a little snack a doodle do afterwards then you add some strawberries to your chocolate to your whipped cream and your frosting and then you have a delectable little delicious snack and then it reminds you of the fun time you just had too very very cool i have actually I've, I stumbled upon this munchie for after sex that I just, it's now a habit. And mm. it's called Canapops. They're CBD infused Ooh. popsicles. And Ooh. they have 10 to 40 milligrams of CBD in each popsicle. And these have been just my, like, okay, we're done. And I'm transitioning back to, like, human world. Let me have a popsicle. It, it, it's not sexual in any way for me to eat a popsicle after sex. Um, no mm. correlation there whatsoever. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I would just have this visual of I used to watch the shows like A Thousand Ways to Die and this girl was like a nymphomaniac and they literally showed her <laughs> like with a popsicle and I was like, oh, that actually CBD, that could actually be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Angel, now I'm going to quickly wrap up our episode with our segment of fact or fiction mm-hmm. this is where i'm going to read you a statement and you tell me whether you think it's fact or fiction the statement is the longest masturbation session known was 10 hours is this fact or is this fiction fiction but i have to also <laughs> say I recently saw an article about this guy who like recently like broke the record or something. He talked about how like the longest was 10, 10, 10 hours and 10 minutes. And I thought it was funny because the record before that was nine hours and 33 minutes. And I, I love synchronicity. So I was like, that's hilarious. Like, <laughs> like even the yeah. universe is like in on this masturbation joke. And so, um, yeah, that's so funny that you <laughs> that's what you ended up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drake Hardy, 40-year-old, uh 40-year-old bisexual man with a master's degree in physical sciences is trying to currently break the world record for the longest period of sex spent masturbating. And there's a masturbate a thon that kind of bestows awards for for like longest time, furthest ejaculation, yeah. and, and um, I know there was someone who had a record before him, but now um, Drake is tr- was trying to beat the the ten ten record, um, and yeah, was was able to was able to do it. Um, he said that you know his his approach to masturbation is uncommon. Because- <laughs> He says that um, he has separated the act of masturbating from shooting ropes through muscle control and tantric principles and that um, he now just sits and uh, really plans this out because it's a really planned out affair for him and that um yeah it's a it's a premeditated marathon masturbation session that he sets up to train for this and he puts on music he gets the lighting right and then he focuses on pleasuring himself i'm not sure what i would do if someone i was dating was telling me they were training for this right like that's so intense and then i was like just thinking about like how raw it would be afterwards like how like that sounds painful to me for mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. a long ass time. And then there was even like a mention in the article about how, 
he was like, well, I've done a lot longer behind closed doors. <laughs> nobody to witness it or some shit. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah of like, course well, you have. He's sure, like, this. I've been right. training for this my whole life. <laughs> you and every other person with something to pull between their legs. Yes, yeah, right. I do. I do like that it exists. I seems like it seems like it's just for the boys. It seems like there's that's only something you're gonna brag about to your guy friends about winning or competing in. Because I wouldn't give a shit. This is not a boon for me on a dating profile that you're the masturbatathon like record holder. <laughs> you also they they right. also they, they, they also raise money for for women health initiatives and HIV prevention mm-hmm. the masturbatathon. So I won't I won't I won't mess on them too much. But I do like that it's a thing and like the symbol for it is a little penis with wings. They're like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you gotta love a good penis logo yep yep um so angel thank you so much for being on the show today um love all the knowledge you shared where can some of our stoner lights find you on the web if they want to hang out with you yeah you can basically find me on most platforms angel universal and i have all my links on, on my website too, angeluniversal.com check it out i'd love to see from you hear from you all that good jazz and you guys know where you can find us we're always on instagram at stoned in social and we also have our new website www.stonedinsocial.com you can go there for pics for giveaways for our newsletter that may or may not come out if we're not stoned and to get our episodes um and we we love you guys we'll see you i guess uh same time next week same place don't forget namaste horny bye guys <laughs> bye <laughs>